another hope-filled message from Life. For more information about our church, visit lifeau.org. Having had the opportunity to travel to scores of countries in every continent, I've come to the conclusion that the way we see ourselves, our yesterday and our tomorrow determines how we live today. That's the power, the authority of perspective. In fact, today is when we get to choose how we will discover the wisdom of yesterday and the greatness of the seeds of tomorrow. Yet today is where we get to make the most important choices. This series on perspective for me has recalculated the way I see, the way I should see, the way I choose to see my today. And it's my privilege to share this next story with you. I'd like to introduce my dear friend, Phil. His story is profound, and what an inspiration he is to the life he's living in his today. Despite the physical limitations and everything that would say give up, his world continues to get larger and larger. diagnosed in January 2013 and they gave me at the most 27 months. According to them I should be six feet under but here I am enjoying beautiful uh, weather here today um, two years after what they said that would be my last breath. Grew up in a really dysfunctional family really. Uh, my dad he was an alcoholic and uh, my mum and dad broke up when I was 13 years old, came back from high school one day and uh, found the house empty of furniture and um, that was a breakup of their marriage. A lot of dysfunction rolled on from there. My brother committed suicide. I think that was just an outworking of his early childhood that he couldn't manage very well. When I got married, I think there was uh, such a desire to create a wholesome, loving family, but there was still this fear that some something of my um, past hurt, failures, disappointments, dysfunction would somehow ruin this beautiful marriage and, and what could possibly be a great family. And so uh, I, I remember going through times of doubting myself. I am a product of people ministering into the life of our dysfunction and our hurt and seeing wholeness produced from that. And so there has been a deep sense of calling on my life to be that to others. In January of uh, 2013, I was sent to a neurologist and that was um, a day that was a catalyst, changed our lives again. He just told us that you've got motor neuron disease. Motor neurons are the neurons that send the messages from your brain and your spinal cord to your muscles. It's what triggers those muscles to operate. And when those motor neurons die, the muscles can no longer function, so they waste away and they weaken. 80% of people die within 27 months of having the diagnosis, others die within the next five years. And uh, so the prognosis wasn't great at all and left us 
quite frankly and truthfully broken. It changed our world. You know, they told me with this disease that it's only going to get worse every day. And I went away and thought about that for a while and it made me think that today is actually my best day. If it's only going to get worse, then today is my best day. So I've got a whole lot of best days to live yet. <laughs> I think perspective is fluid. It has to move with the rhythms of life. And I remember I felt drop into my spirit a sense that this was not a death sentence, but this was a visa that was going to allow me to reach into the world of motor neuron disease, into the, the lives of people that I would never have been able to reach in the role that I was playing before. I became really great friends with one gentleman and two weeks before he passed away, I was in his living room with Lenore and he accepted Christ as his Lord and Saviour. And two weeks later, I'm standing over his graveside with his family and friends officiating at the funeral, letting them know that um, Jesus said, I'm the resurrection of life. Any man who dies and believes in me, yet shall he live. I, I don't know if you've seen that movie, Hacksaw Ridge, but it's a movie where, you know, a guy is used his strength and whatever means he has to go and save people. And each time he saves one person from the battlefield, he just prays God one more. And that's me in this journey with motor neuron disease. One dies and I'm going, God, there's another one out there diagnosed today. Another two have been diagnosed today. And they will die um, with this disease without any hope or faith. And I just say to God every day, just give me one more. And that keeps me going. The truth is, Phil being a personal friend, I think more days than not, I'm challenged by how he has committed to really invest into the value of his today. Uh, years ago, I've often told the story, in fact, uh, more than quarter of a century ago, as we started life, the church that we're a part of, it was incredible to think that God had given us the promise that he was with us. And uh, having been in Sydney for 10 years, being trained well, and just completely committed that if God said it was right, it would and could happen. But it dawned on me very quickly when we arrived in Auckland and we started coming from a large church and ministry that nothing was gonna take place just because of the promise. In fact, I needed to value who I was. I needed to value what I'd been through and I needed a vision for the future. But today dawned on me when I was in a stationary shop having to photocopy some information for the church on the weekend. I had never done that and I thought, oh my gosh, if I don't do it, it's not gonna happen. And for many of us, it's easy many times to drown in the residue of what we've been through. Or for some of us naturally who are positive, live with an inactive wish list for our future. But then we fail to take the steps we need to take today. And that's why today is so important. 
I think sometimes we excuse our today by going, yeah, but it would be so different if only, I call it the if only syndrome. If only I had that, or if only I hadn't gone through this. But there is so much emphasis in God's Word about the power of our today. And if we could shift our perspective into realizing today is so important. Uh, Deuteronomy 27, I think it's verse one. God speaks and He says, if you listen and be obedient to the voice of God, uh, with all of your heart obey His commandments, the commandments that I have given to you today. And I'd like to bold that word today. Don't allow the lie of yesterday. Don't even allow the wonder of the promise of tomorrow to stop you believing in your value today. And then it goes on and says, if you will live your today with God's blessing, then He would lift you high and you'll become a blessing to all kinds of nations and you'll reach beyond your own world. You see, I do believe that significance is the outcome of today's success. I think we wanna live significant lives. In fact, as we've been in the series on perspective, but the way I see my today is so very, very important. In fact, I've had to realize that everything is found in seed form. And sometimes when you look at your today, there's not a whole lot to get you excited. But if you activate that seed, and you put it in the soil of potential and you commit yourself to it, that seed very quickly multiplies into a huge harvest in your tomorrow. And whatever season you find yourself, as you step into a new season, always remember the power of the seed that is right in front of you. Another thing that can rob us from our today is this kind of thinking that's prevalent that says, well, it's all right for you. And that mindset, is counterproductive for you valuing what today can be. In fact, the truth is, if I see my today as small, then that perspective will limit my response. But if I see that today is the same value as everybody else in the world, and some are gonna activate that seed, and some are going to believe it, and some are gonna go, you know, yes, I've got big dreams, and yes, I've been through some stuff, but God's used that as we've seen in the series. As we saw with Phil, Imagine being in a position where there were no guarantees for your tomorrow, where the prognosis, even really the past testimonies of others that have been in the same situation would suggest it's all over. But Phil's going, no, as we've saw, it's kind of like this wonderful access point into a whole new community where he can live out his day every day with diligence, with a sense of success to create a significant outcome. Never forget, a champion is somebody that lives there today so well. You know, there's a great couple in our church, Ray and Michelle, and they have had to navigate this incredible challenge that they faced, but they did it so beautifully. Let's take a look at their story. So we got married on the 3rd of December 2011. We did talk about how we wanted to travel the world, parts of Africa and to Thailand. And when we did our European trip, uh, lo and behold, we found that we were pregnant in uh, the beautiful country of Norway. We were super excited. Eh? We did a gender reveal party, baby shower. Our grandparents were so excited because this was the first grandchild. 
We went to all of our antenatal classes religiously. We took down notes. We wanted to be the best parents ever. Around five o'clock, we decided to make our way to the hospital because as the contractions were getting quite close and quite painful. And the midwife had come in and she checked for the heartbeat. And I still remember she, she was checking and then she just put the blanket back over my tummy and just looked at Ray and I and said, Ray and Michelle, I'm sorry, your baby has passed away. Obviously, we went to hospital expecting to go back with our beautiful baby, and instead we were having to plan funeral arrangements. So that was incredibly hard. I started to look at him with such love. And to me, that was still my baby. Um, and yeah, he was just so gorgeous. We didn't really know what to do, so we, we um, I mean, we had lots of periods of grief and sadness and crying. Um, and then, I mean, we started to prepare for our beautiful boy's funeral. That was probably my lowest point, because something, I just started to think of the, the fact that we'd, you know, put our baby into the ground. And I thought, um, I started to think about being pregnant and how careful I was and what I ate and what I did and always protecting the baby. And as a mom, the the protectiveness, you know, the 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 however a mom protects a child just came up during that time. And I started to think about the fact that we'd put our baby in the ground where he wasn't protected or he was just lying in sand somewhere. And the thoughts just got worse and worse in my head. And I just started to feel really angry, really broken, really worried. And I started to take a turn the other way where I started to dig deeper into God's word. And so I got my Bible out and I started to read and I want to know more about what heaven was like. And, you know, Elijah never opened his eyes to see us as parents, but the first time he opened his eyes, he saw the face of Jesus. And that really makes me, um, you know, just amazed that he'd had that opportunity. It was those things that really made me feel like he was in a safe place. And I knew in my heart that he was taken good care of and that just made me search more and more into God. Three months after Elijah had passed away, we found out we were pregnant again. Zachary came out uh, pretty quickly with about five pushes or so, and he came out crying, you know, and <laughs> just crying with joy. We were so happy. Life with our little boy Zachary has been amazing. Um, we're so excited to be in this phase, and he's brought so much of joy, and he's healed so much of pain that we felt. We just have so much fun being his parents, and yeah, we actually having another little baby, so our third baby's on the way, um, and God's blessed us with another little boy that's um, due in about a month. It's very natural to have a human perspective and to want life to pan out in a certain way, but what we've learned from this experience is that God has a plan and a perfect plan, a plan to prosper you and a plan not to harm you. It's so important to surrender to God that knows so much more. Isn't that just like God? In the moments of our greatest of heartaches, the unexpected, He steps in and provides exactly what we need in our today. You know, Jesus taught in Luke 16 that if we're faithful in what seems least, and often where we find ourselves in our today, it's kind of like we have so many questions. He said, but if we can master today, we will be faithful in what is much. And I believe that for all of us, there is great possibility when we understand that perspective changes everything. The way I see myself, 
the way I see what I've been through, the way I see the potential of tomorrow. But as we're saying today, the way we see every moment, our today, determines so much of the release of God's purposes for us. Well, I'm particularly excited today because I've got Kirsty, who I've known for a number of years, with us today. And I wanted her to come because I want to talk to you about you, about your life, and you are a high sports athlete. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Cool. Um, well, I'm a professional cyclist in the New Zealand track cycling team. Yeah. And currently we're training for the World Champs, Commonwealth Games, and long term the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. Wow, that sounds like a whole lot of work. Yep, <laughs> sure is. <laughs> and we were talking before, and this year uh, you became a bronze medalist uh, in the World Champs in a pursuit team, is that right? Yeah. In fact, I saw a bit of the medal, so I've got it behind me, and I don't think I'll ever be able to do this, so I thought I'm going to put it on. I'll put it on, yeah. Well, yeah, there you go. I, I've always wanted that to happen. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> you know, I think the truth is, though, isn't it, that all of us are designed by God, and we want so much more in our tomorrow, yet to get to a place where you achieve something significant, today is really important, isn't it? But it's challenging to do what you need to do today to see what you are believing for in your tomorrow. Talk to me a bit about that. Um, well, I think in terms of sport, focusing on today really is about what you value because training for probably about 70% of the year, you're really tired right. and or it's raining and it's cold and you have to decide before the day comes what you value and so then the decision is easy right so i mean your training is it all indoors or is a lot of it outdoors probably 80 percent is outdoors okay yeah so you're going to do winter rain hail or shine yeah and how does that feel um it's a struggle some days but for me i get a lot more out of the ride if i choose to enjoy it so yeah. i try and think of all the things that i'm grateful for i'm grateful my bike's in good working order i'm grateful i'm not injured i'm not sick i've got everything that i need to be able to go and train so i just want to go and do it but part of that for me is deciding to enjoy it so have you had to like we're talking about shift your perspective you know about the value of your today because surely you achieve something like this and i'm going to take this home i think but <laughs> if you know, you achieve something of a world status. And recently I even heard you, you beat the Aussies, is that right? Yep. <laughs> and uh, if you're watching this in Australia, I'm sorry, but, uh, you know, there's that rivalry that's going on. But surely uh, the key to doing that is mastering and, and having the right perspective about the value of what today will produce when you have to train in the rain. Absolutely. And I think part of what we're trying to achieve is a team goal. So another part of what we value is looking after each other and our teammates and achieving that goal together because in our event is so team orientated you all have to be going really well on the day yeah it's a big one it's a challenge and you know one of the things I was thinking about out today and not all of us are athletes and not all of us are people that are if you like the world changes but we are people that change the world we're in um, but we need to think through this this thought that if we were to change our perspective and understand that great things begin small, we touched on that, they grow, they don't just turn up in the mail. You don't achieve something. When you were young, did you ever believe you could achieve something like this? Yeah. And why did you believe that? Um, I believed it because I thought I had the determination to do whatever it took yeah. to get there. And what would be some of the things you've learned? As you said, I think you just said one before, is making a decision ahead of the today, 
that you're going to be as committed no matter what happens on the yeah. day? Yeah, I think um, for people, for example, just going to the gym, they think, oh, okay, I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow. And then they think, oh, I'll just see how I feel when I get up. And of course, the alarm goes off in the morning and they feel tired, so then they don't go. Yeah. But if you've decided the day before and maybe made yourself accountable to a friend to meet you there, right. then the decision's already made when the alarm clock goes sure. off. You just got to do the first step, which is putting your feet on the floor and getting out of bed. So you would say, there is great power in making that predetermined decision. Yeah, I think that um, you just decide beforehand based on what you value, and then when the time comes, you get the chance to live out that opportunity based on those things that you value. Mm. I, I do think, you know, one of our human weaknesses is that we, we want to do something significant. We want to live a significant life, mm -hmm. make a difference in people's lives as well, but we underestimate how consistent you need to be in making the right choices every day. And, uh, you know, value is something that's very high on my list of things that are valuable, but they have to be nurtured. They don't just arrive. Like you were talking before a little bit about your training regime. And uh, I mean, so you win a bronze in the pursuit with, with some other members earlier this year in the Worlds, and yet you just have to keep on building who you are. So you can't live on the wonder of what's been, you gotta be back there getting yourself on a day-by-day -day basis. Talk to me about that because you need the strength that's built daily to have what is needed in the event, don't you? So for us winning bronze at the World Champs this year was a really big achievement, but I think looking to the future, we wanna go better than that. And in cycling in particular, the times just keep getting faster and faster. The world records keep getting broken because technology's improving, sports science is improving. So we're constantly having to do more than we've done in the past to achieve those faster times. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's amazing. And I think if you are a history buff and you study history, you'll find that history reflects the moments where people lived and all in response in their today. And we undervalue that. The other thing you mentioned was something that changed the way and your perspective in life was when you went to the Paralympics, wasn't it? Yeah, I did a training camp last year with the Paralympic team as they were leading into the Paralympics. I had some free time, so I did a couple of races with them, which really um, adjusted my perspective on what my abilities are as a cyclist. And sometimes I would hear my teammates complaining, oh, I'm tired, my legs hurt, I'm sick, I'm injured. And I, I would say to them, you've got two arms and two legs, like we shouldn't have any excuses around here. Yeah. After seeing what the Paralympic cyclists can do um, with so many disadvantages was really inspiring. Something like 45 kilometers an hour just with their arms. Absolutely. And yet obviously they have had to make a commitment. Mm -hmm. However, they arrived at that point to get up and make today count. Yeah. Do you think that all of us, I mean, many of us are, are people that are facing a fresh season. We've got some big dreams and, yep, we've been through some things, but all of us can live a particularly significant life. Yeah, I think everyone has the ability to live a life of significance by influencing the people around them and influencing the world around them. So I think... For me as a cyclist, one of the things that's most important to me is not just achieving success on a world stage or winning lots of medals or breaking world records, but um, the people that I influence along the way and who I am as a person is more important to me than what kind of goals are achieved. And I think that's very much about who we are in 
our today, the way we see ourselves, the way I see again what I've been through, the way I see the potential of my future, but then the way I see my today, understanding that uh, great things don't come in the mail. You've got to turn up every day and, and maybe we have some new resolutions for the next season, but we need to turn up every day. We need to embrace the essence of the moment because you can be up at training. I mean, here we are at the velodrome in Monaco here in Auckland and uh, we have one lone rider. Mm. This could be packed with people going, I'm gonna make today my today because I'd love to be a great cyclist. Yeah. But in life, I think there is so many of us thinking about we'd love a shift. Like we've seen with Phil, he continues to take the wisdom that was a part of his life in God, even when he was faced and confronted with the greatest of challenges. I think Proverbs encapsulates it, Proverbs 11, it says the world of the generous gets larger and larger, whereas the world of the stingy, or could have put it another way, if you fail to activate your today, it's gonna get smaller and smaller. Uh, even C.S. Lewis, who's a great writer, wrote this, for what we see and what we hear depends a good deal on where we are standing. It also depends on what kind of person we are. And I think it's inspiring. I think many of us would love to wear this. In fact, I am gonna pinch this. Uh, but the only thing it has woman team pursuit. Uh, <laughs> but I'd love to wear this, but this isn't mine because I haven't committed my today to this goal. You have, all of us have different things that God has for us. And I think in this episode today, we've seen the heart of Phil. What a great man of courage. Not only him, but Ray and Michelle. Uh, they could never have expected what they were dealt up would happen to them. And yet they navigated their today, one day at a time, and they've seen the incredible power of breakthrough. I trust that you've really enjoyed today. And throughout this series on perspective, remembering that yesterday is not who we are. We can learn from it, the value of how we see ourselves. And then of course, believing tomorrow is filled with God-based potential. But it does come down to our today. Whether you've been watching on TV, online, or in one of our campuses, we trust that these thoughts, and even today with Kirsty, we've been inspired to make a decision today that tomorrow we will live that today with everything that we have. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you today that where we stand and the way we see is not always the way that you see. You cause us to know that you're in the picture and when we aren't clear, as we listen to you, you help us to focus at the right angle and to believe that wherever we find ourselves, our past will not destroy our potential. As we take hold of today, everything is possible. We pray today that you will lead us to believe that the best days of our lives are right in front of us. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Life. If you have any questions or want to contact someone about this message, visit lifeau.org.